Hi everyone, my name is Arjun Sharma and I want to welcome you to the History for the Future podcast, where I talk about people and events that shaped our lives and what we can learn from them. The aim of this podcast is to help you learn from history and make better choices in the future. One of the main reasons humanity is able to progress is because we learn from our mistakes and build on our successes. As long as we keep understanding our history, we will continue to make informed choices in the future and grow as people and as a species. This is made true in the quote that reads, if we do not understand our past, we are doomed to repeat it. Russia is famous for being the largest nation on earth in size. Throughout the last century, they were often seen as a superpower on par with the United States but it was a hard road to get there. Before this time, Russia was a completely different nation. So today, I'm gonna to talk about the Russian revolutions that forged the nation into what we know today. To understand why Russia needed a revolution, we have to go back to the mid and late 19th century. Europe as a whole was rapidly modernizing, but Russia was falling behind. A large reason for this was their ineffective political system. While West Europe was full of constitutional monarchies and democracies, Russia had an autocratic regime with the Tsar at its center. The Tsar enjoyed absolute power over everything and everyone, similar to a dictator. On the other hand, the majority of the nation was composed of peasants and serfs. Serfs were similar to slaves in that they were forced to work hard in the fields without pay and were considered property, not people. To sum it up, if you weren't the Tsar, your life would probably be horrible in Russia. On top of this, the Tsars exported a large amount of grain, even while the lower classes struggled through a famine. And even if you weren't a serf, you would likely have to work nearly just as hard and still had virtually no rights and no education. While the Russian Tsars partied at the expense of the people, the rest of Europe outpaced them in basically everything. Then, on March 2nd, 1855, Tsar Alexander II began his reign. Unlike his predecessors, he took modernization seriously. His first job was to emancipate the serfs. While this was successful, the local lords didn't like losing all their free labor, and so the former serfs were subjected to 47 years of unpaid labor. Despite the obvious shortcomings, Alexander truly was trying to improve life in Russia. Unfortunately, many people didn't see this this way. On March 13, 1881, a group known as the Narodnia Volia, or the People's Will, carried out a bomb attack on the Tsar, resulting in his death. His successor took a slightly different approach. He was called Alexander III, and he thought that his father's reforms ended up making the country weaker, not stronger. In line with this, he introduced the Okhrana, his secret police organization. Due to Russia's massive size, there were many ethnic minorities who did not have Russian customs, religion, and social life. The Okhrana oppressed these people and basically beat them into loyalty to the Tsar. Non-Russians were oppressed, religious and ethnic minorities were oppressed, and anyone who spoke out against the Tsar was oppressed. 
He continued this terror until November 1st, 1894, when he died of kidney inflammation. Unlike both of his predecessors, Nicholas I was not a strong man. He succeeded Alexander III after his death, but he had no idea how to rule. This was because Nicholas's father thought that he was useless and sent him to Japan for education instead of teaching him how to rule. Nicholas was known as being weak, easy to corrupt, and uninterested in ruling. During Nicholas's inauguration, he promised free food to the starving peasants, and over 1,500 people died in the rush. Instead of remaining in Russia out of respect to the people, he went to a party with French nobility right after. This immediately tarnished his rep reputation, and he came to be known as Nicholas the Bloody. Because of the poverty, oppression, and overall lack of rights that they suffered, many of the Russian people began thinking of overthrowing the Tsar and replacing his system with another. But which one? Some wanted a democracy, some wanted a constitutional monarchy, but a growing number disregarded these for something called communism. This idea was popular mainly with the working class of Russia, as it promised that all people would be equal regardless of status. A central member of this group was Vladimir Lenin. He was, an, he was an intelligent man and believed communism would help Russia grow. As this new party gained more and more power, Russia started a group known as the Bolsheviks, a section in the Russian Democratic Party. They were known for being extremely, extremely radical, extremely left-leaning, and devoutly Marxist. The split was mostly caused because Lenin would never admit defeat. Even in trivial issues, he expected everyone to align with his beliefs. While Bolshevik means majority in English, for the time being, they were often in the minority in votes. Because he publicly admitted to, signing with, to siding with Marx over the Tsar, Lenin was exiled to Siberia. After that, he left Russia for Europe and was free to speak out for communism with other Russian Marxists. While in Europe, he tried to radicalize the people with his socialist newspapers, but failed to change enough minds for the time being. In Russia, however, a man named Sergei Witek finally received permission from Nicholas to begin modernization. He built a ton of factories, and many poor workers rushed to fill them. This wasn't all great, however, as conditions in the factories were horrible, and many died and were injured in them. On top of this, the hours were long, the wages were low, and the factories were disease-ridden. These workers quickly began to strike, and now everyone in every walk of life hated the Tsar. The peasants, nobility, and the workers all wanted reform, and instead of giving it to them, Nicholas instead decided to go to war with Japan. Before we continue, I have a quiz question to ask you. Today's question is, how long do you think it took for the Bolsheviks to take control? I'll tell you at the end of the episode. Nicholas's genius plan was that Japan was too weak to defend itself, and the win would revive his faith in the regime. 
But unfortunately for him, Japan had militarized faster than some European nations, and they easily defeated the Russians. This made the Russian people even angrier and gave them more proof that the Tsarist regime was outdated. On top of this, Father, the, Father Gapan, an Orthodox priest, and hundreds of his followers were fired upon when they tried to deliver a petition to Nicholas to improve their lives. This, was, this following was so peaceful that many people thought it was just a big waste of time. And despite the peaceful nature of this protest, the guards killed and injured hundreds. Nicholas didn't personally order the shooting, but received all the blame anyway as an autocrat. On top of this, the military even began to revolt as they were still losing to Japan. With unrest brewing in every corner of the nation, the revolution of 1905 began. Strikes were coordinated by many governments known as Soviets, and these strikes wreaked havoc on the Russian economy. Despite this, Sergei had a plan. He recognized that all these peoples, the workers and the, the liberals, they weren't working together. So he made Nicholas agree to the Duma, an assembly elected by the liberals to amend and confirm the Tsar's laws. He then ended the war with Japan and the troops dismantled the Soviets and killed the uprising peasants. After this, Sergei and Nicholas diminished the liberals' newfound powers by making new laws that didn't need the Duma's acceptance. Lenin, still in exile, watched in horror as the revolution came to a stop and the liberals sold out the people and Sergei outplayed everyone. Lenin learned a lot from this failure, however, and the Tsar, as usual, would have learned absolutely nothing. After the 1905 revolution, Peter Stolypin, the Tsar's right-hand man, began cracking down even harder on the people to disrupt any new attempts at revolution. Despite the terror he inflicted on revolutionists, the average person actually saw great improvements in Russian life. This was terrible news for Lenin, as the less the people suffered, the less likely they would revolt. The Bolshevik party lacked the funds to do anything in Russia, and so they turned to Joseph Stalin. Lenin met Stalin at a communist convention, and Stalin agreed to fundraise for the party, but in a slightly different way. Stalin murdered, robbed, assassinated, kidnapped, extorted, and did a ton of other similar crimes. Due to this, Stalin was exiled to Siberia, unable to stop the Russian people's lives from getting better. Back at home, Nicholas immediately tarnished his image again. This time, a man named Rasputin began showing his face around the capital. He was a poor peasant, but allegedly had holy healing powers. He became famous, and the Tsar asked him to heal his son, Alexei, who had hemophilia. Hemophilia is basically when blood clots are unable to form after a cut, so a person with this could bleed out and die from something like a paper cut, if not treated immediately. As crazy as it sounds, Alexei actually was healed, but people now speculate that all Rasputin did was take Alexei off of his aspirin. After this incredible accomplishment, Rasputin became very close to the royal family. He was a big fan of alcohol and throwing crazy parties. And this tarnished, this tarnished Nicholas's image as the media exposed this as a huge scandal. 
But no matter how weird the scandal was, most people just didn't care as long as they were being lifted out of poverty. But of course, things couldn't stay this way. With 1914 came the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand and the beginning of World War I. Basically everyone, including revolutionaries, wanted Russia to win, but always to be the odd one out, Lenin didn't. He thought that a war would bring about the necessary conditions to stage a revolution as everybody would be suffering. Even if Russia lost a ton of land, who cares? This was a deeply unpopular opinion and Lenin became an outcast to many. To make sure Russia won, Nicholas decided to become the head of the military, leaving his German wife and crazy homeless best friend to fight the Germans. Can you see why this is a bad idea? On top of this, Nicholas wasn't even a good commander in chief. In fact, he was horrible. Back home, a group of nobles had had enough and they plotted to kill Rasputin. Allegedly, they poisoned him, then shot him, then bludgeoned him, and then threw him into a freezing river, and Rasputin very nearly survived it all. His death was mysterious, and the only thing we know for sure is that he ruined the Tsar's image in life and in death. While this probably wasn't intentional, it still happened. And meanwhile, Russia went broke fighting World War I. By 1917, the economy was worse than ever, and the people more miserable than ever. Lacking many things, most worryingly food, the people began to riot. Men, women, and even entire military regiments all began call calling for the end of the war and the end of the Tsar. The Petrograd Soviet was reinstated, and the capital descended into chaos. Nicholas tried to return from the front line, but the train was halted by his former military leaders. They convinced him to abdicate to quell the chaos back at home. As Alexei was unable to take control and Nicholas's brother wasn't willing to either, the age of Romanov rule in Russia ended with Nicholas's abdication. The Germans saw what, saw what was happening and gave Lenin a choice. The Germans agreed to send him back to Russia under the condition that he would spark another revolution. Lenin agreed and went back to Russia. During his journey, Russia went through a lot of change. The Duma reinstated the provisional government, proposed they take control, but ended up sharing power with the Soviet. This dynamic was fragile, however, and Lenin hoped to disrupt it. Lenin hated all of the changes that had been made and resolved to bring about his communist utopia as soon as possible. Many Russians hated these governments. They hadn't gotten them out of the war or brought the peasants out of poverty. Despite this, they wouldn't oust them unless they did something really wrong. Most people liked how the death penalty, the secret police, how both the death penalty and the secret police were abolished and the proposition of elections was very enticing. To combat these positives, Lenin brought light to all of the provisional government's failures with his slogan, peace, land, bread. He also wanted all power to go to the Soviets. The provisional government was only in power for around nine months, but these nine months were completely chaotic. After more losses in the war, people rioted, and this time they rioted violently. 
They marched under Bolshevik slogans, forcing Lenin to side with them instead of distancing himself from the violence. This also brought attention to Lenin, who was forced to free, flee to Finland as all of his ministers were imprisoned. Alexander Kerensky, the prime minister, was immediately hit with the disapproval of liberals and businessmen. This disapproval could easily turn to violence if not dealt with. General Kornilov was elected to head the military due to his anti-socialist agenda, but then, he was but then he immediately attempted to overthrow Kerensky. As it turns out, Kornilov hated the social revolution, which is why he ordered his men to oust the Soviet. To defend Petrograd, many Bolsheviks were released and worked with the Soviet to defend the city. The workers working for the Soviets disrupted Kornilov's communication, diverted his men, and caused immense chaos wherever they could. Eventually, Kornilov's coup ended after no violence, and he was arrested. The Bolsheviks, who had been armed by Kerensky, decided to keep their guns, and they, as their popularity soared. At this time, Lenin also began to return home. Some Bolsheviks didn't like the idea of a revolution and exposed the secret plan. Due to this, the Bolsheviks were forced to launch their plan prematurely. Trotsky armed the Bolsheviks, but he really didn't need to. Many think that the revolutionary was bloody and full of fighting, but in reality, the Bolsheviks just easily took control of many important buildings. Kerensky escaped, but with Lenin back, the provisional government was ousted after their aptly named Battalion of Death gave up and surrendered to Lenin. With this massive win, Lenin was finally in charge. Russia became communist, and Lenin set up the People's Republic of the Republic of People's Commissars with himself at its center. Lenin always wanted the people to be happy and truly believed that communism was the way to do it. After this, it seems that his party started losing support, and he went crazy trying to maintain all the power he could, similar to what Nicholas did years earlier. This eventually led to the Russian Civil War and the rise and fall of the Soviet Union. The Russian Revolution was actually three revolutions, the one in 1905 and the two in 1917. The two in 1917 were the ones that made a big difference. The first left Russia without a czar, and the second made the nation communist. Joseph Stalin eventually took this in a new direction, replacing communism with, with what has come to be known as Stalinism. No matter what happened afterwards, the Russian revolutions were a key moment in, Russians, in Russia's history and a turning point for the entire world. Now for the answer to my quiz question. While the preparation took years, it only took one day for the Bolsheviks to seize the entire nation after beginning the revolution. In fact, they didn't even really need the plan that they spent years working on. They just kind of walked in and took the Winter Palace. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you learned something new and remember that history exists for the future.